Welcome back to the Reality Serve Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina, Abby, and Michelle. And today we are coming to you with episode five analysis of Bachelorette and episode five analysis of F Boy Island. That's right, we are on episode five of each of those shows. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and get started and jump right in to the Bachelorette. So um this episode starts off with logan and um he like basically um he basically uh dominated the majority portion of this entire episode i'm trying to look it up right now because i know bachelor data had something on it and it said how much um screen time he got so logan got 18.3 percent of the screen time for the entire episode wow and i feel like we heard his name a hundred million times logan 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 like the entire episode all the guys gabby Mm -hmm. rachel everyone logan 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 yeah so i mean gabby's group date was 20.3 percent of the episode so that's that's the portion that had the most airtime was gabby's group date but right after that was um Logan. Logan had that much airtime. So we're just going to jump right in and talk about Logan. Um, He was the main, main point of this entire episode. And he starts out by talking to Rachel. And I think he was really trying to compliment Sandwich her because he goes in, he's like, I am so grateful that you gave me this rose. (laughs) And then he's like, but... I really like Gabby. <laughs> it's like, oh no, dude. Okay. And I just feel so bad for Rachel at this point because she really has, I, we've seen her cry like literally every single episode. She had a rough episode the last couple ones. And at first I was like, oh my God, the Rachel tears, like the last couple episodes. But now I'm actually like starting to feel bad for her because that can't be easy. She only has I mean, this was the top nine. Yeah, right? Yeah, the top nine guys for each of the the girls or was it the top seven? Um, But either way, we're, we're down to only a few guys. And so I think that it just makes it that much harder. It was the top seven guys for each. And I just think it makes it that much harder for um her to hear that so I really felt for her in that moment for sure but I yeah and she's had it three weeks in a row now someone has like told her right yeah. like someone has yeah. told her I'm not into you so I I feel like maybe Logan should have like piled on with someone else rather than do it this way but I mean I think oh. she went about it very tactfully I think he was very nice to her um in the moment you know there was no um nothing bad that was said towards her like we saw with um Jacob and Hayden towards Gabby we didn't see any of that I think you know he really tried but um he was conflicted and ultimately I'm glad that he ended up following his heart um I do I do see him having chemistry with Gabby versus Rachel so I agree yeah and I mean and like so then he goes on to talk to Gabby and Gabby tells him that 
um he was really the only person that they were back and forth between um and that they both really liked so um it I think that they laid the groundwork down for this like pretty early for us so it wasn't like super surprising um that he was conflicted because we knew from the beginning that he really really was into both girls it wasn't like he's just switching because he doesn't think he's going to get picked or something like that like he really he really did like both of them and we did see the conversation that Rachel and Gabby had when Gabby decided that she was going to back off so I don't know I just I really thought that um it was handled very tactfully and then Gabby says that, you know, before she makes any kind of decision, she needs to think about it. But not only does she need to think about it, but she needs to talk to Rachel because she wouldn't um, go into pursuing anything with Logan um, if Rachel wasn't okay with it. So we find out that Rachel basically gives her blessing um, and says that, like, if you're into it, then um, I don't want you to hold back because of me. So um, we see in her confessionals later on that she's she's saying, um, like, I hope that she doesn't just because I don't want her to get hurt. Like, I'm hurt right now type of thing. Um, But and that's totally understandable for sure, I think. But I just um, I just think the whole thing was handled very well for the situation that was going on. I think Logan could have done it earlier, um, but all being said, he he spoke the way he spoke to Rachel was fine. The way he spoke to Gabby was fine. I had no issue with any of it, and I don't really have any issue with him switching over if they're allowing him to do it. So yeah, I completely agree. Um, the only issue I had with it was, like you said, he was very nice to her, very respectful. But she got the point, and then she kept he kept going. Yeah, you're right. And like, okay, and she she did exactly like what I would have done. She was basically was like, you didn't you don't need to keep go- you don't need to keep going. Like right, I get what you're saying. Say you're amazing, right? That's yeah. It's like I just felt like he was kind of rubbing, and not in a mean way, but rubbing salt in the wound. Like you said what you had to say. Don't like try to butter you know sugarcoat it anymore like you said it you know so yeah. I I understand her reaction when she was basically like okay I get m- it moving on yeah mm-hmm. yeah I do I do agree with that I just think that he was like trying to make her feel better but I mean there's really nothing he could say yeah um so do one of you want to talk about the group dates? Sure. So Rachel is so upset by Logan and everything going on. Um, and I think, Je- is that when Jesse comes to talk to her and she says she wants to cancel the date, right? Yeah. 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 So Rachel decides to cancel the date, but we still see her guys like walking around. <laughs> so weird. There's They're walking around and it looks like they went to some of the places that they were supposed to go on that date. Mm-hmm. with well I don't know if Rachel was like going back and forth like she might do it or may not do it or they just wanted the footage of the guys kind of walking around and exploring 
whatever. Rachel doesn't end up going. Jesse shows up and tells the guys, listen, Rachel's really upset. Um, so we're not having the date today, but we're still doing the cocktail party later on. So then when they have the cocktail party, uh, Rachel comes in and she kind of apologizes, lets them know like what happened with Logan. And then she still uh, tries to have like one-on-one -on -one time with everyone after kind of explaining like if anyone wants to leave, leave now. No one left. What did you guys, like, side note just a little bit, what did you guys think yeah. of when Jesse was talking to Rachel? Um, I don't know. What do you, what are you referring to? I don't know. I mean, I just, like, it made me feel like he's just not the host that I want. I mean, I'm going to say you hate him. <laughs> it was fine, but it was just, like, well, when I was a bachelor and it's just, like, when you were The Bachelor 20 years ago, like, I don't know. It was just, I don't know. I, I feel like Chris Harrison did a better job. I feel like um, Caitlin did a better job. I feel like Tasha did a better job. I just, it was just, like, very much, like, not, I just didn't feel like that, like, relatable connection that actually made Rachel feel better. Well, because he's not really, he's very blah. Yeah, I don't know. So, anything I, he says, I know I keep like hating on him every episode, but like, I thought his words were good, but the infliction behind it was just blah. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. Yeah, I mean, he, it it wasn't like he said anything that was wrong. It was just I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. He to me is like in host mode, and I think. That might be the disconnect. Like, I think he's a very good host, but I don't think he's making any sort of like a good connection with them. I get why you would be frustrated by that. Because mm -hmm. I feel like as personal. a bachelor host, that's part of the bachelor hosting job. Got it. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Like, you have to be able to talk to the leads about their problems and relate with them and empathize with them. And maybe it was the lack of empathy that I'm missing. Like, not that he like didn't care, but I don't know. There was just like something with the connection. Like it was like almost like Rachel was talking to her dad. And like, that's just like, not, not it's just very mechanical. Yeah. Any anyway. word for it. That's a good word for it. We can move on. I just had to rant about that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so at Rachel's cocktail party, so she has Tino there. She has Zach Meatball, who is now Meatball again, right? Did you guys notice that it's his Chiron said Meatball again? Oh, really? I didn't notice that. Yeah. No. Um, Ethan, Tyler um, are there. And I, she kind of has like one-on-one -on -one moments with all of them. Um Zach takes her out on the deck and they like have this moment where they're going to scream out their frustrations. Um, Tyler took her to a room full of mirror and lights and they kind of have a moment in there and kiss in there. Um, she has a moment with Ethan and I thought Ethan was really nice to her and really kind to her, but they just look awkward when they're kissing. So I don't know. I feel something off with Ethan. Um, she has a connection with him, but... She, he is not the one. 
That might be it. Like, I I think he's, I really like him, actually. But, like, and I think he's saying the right things. It's just when I saw them kiss, I'm like, this is not, like, something's off with this kiss. It's um, not like that Casey and Tamaris kiss that we saw on F-Boy Island. Oh, my God. Right, right exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Tino, Tino was my favorite because Tino told her, Tino spun it around on her and was like, well, I just want to let you know, I didn't see feel seen by you today. Like, cause usually, like you see the because the Bachelorettes. Um, I don't know why, but I watched an episode of Michelle's season, and I remember the episode where she was like, "Oh, I didn't feel seen by you guys." So, so I guess that's like a big term in Bachelor in the Bachelorverse. I haven't felt felt seen by you. So I like that Tino spun it around and was like, "When you canceled the date today, I didn't feel seen by you." Um, so that was the group date. And then who got the group date rose? Tino. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and then anything else with Rachel's group date, even though it wasn't really the group date, it was just the cocktail party. Anything else on uh, that before we move to Gabby? No, I just really wish she would have gone on her group date. Oh, me too. I, th I thought that was really Like, I know she was bummed. I know she was crying. I know she didn't want the guys to see her like that. But, yeah, I wish she would have done it. I think that it would have helped her in the long run. It's like one of those things, you know, where, like, when you're, like, 16 years old and you have to, you're fighting with your boyfriend and you have to go to work the next day and you don't want to, but you do it anyways. And then you feel better because you're not thinking about it. Yeah. Like, that's. I don't know. No, I agree with you. And I thought she would have had fun because I think when the guys were walking around, one of the stops they made was like this chocolate wrestling. Did you see that when they were walking around? Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I did yeah. see that. And so I was like, oh, this is going to be a fun group date. And she was so excited about exploring Belgium and with these guys and stuff. I don't know. I thought it, this doesn't sound very empathetic, but I thought it was kind of lame that she didn't go. Yeah, yeah, I I agree personally. So I think she should yeah. have gone for sure. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so then Gabby's group date, she has Nate, Michael, Jason, Eric, Mario, and Spencer. Um, and they're also going around to kind of explore the city. They all like they. I hate how they, it's just so cheesy to me how they're like, "Oh, look at that boat! Do you want to get on a boat?" Like we know these are preset dates. Like we don't need to do like do the song and dance every time. It drives me nuts. But they go on the boat. Um, they go to a waffle shop and make Belgian waffles, which I actually really want to go to Belgium now after this episode. Everything looked really fun. Mm -hmm. um, I know it looked amazing and that was never even like on my my list right but after I, watching this I'm like wow it looks really fun um I agree and then they're in the park and they have like a random group of kids are playing soccer with and I guess that was to somehow show like Gabby how they'll interact with kids I don't know it was a little bit odd but it was cute um, and then my favorite part of the date was when they did the rock, paper, scissors game, which whoever loses rock, paper, scissors got hit in the face with a fish. And I thought that was really funny. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I thought that um, was It was really cute. Um, so that, that was the 
majority of the date and then they have their cocktail party and that's when Logan shows up to their cocktail party and I think all the guys are like totally shook by it to be honest but they're pretending they're not <laughs> um and the one who's really kind of more speaking out was Eric seems to be getting like really frustrated by everything. And he's kind of not afraid to see, say that. So I'm, I'm really curious how he's going to go forward because he seems to be getting really annoyed by this process in general. And then bringing Logan back seemed to have triggered him too. Yeah. I think he has like really deep feelings for her. So I think it's hard. I think sometimes those early dates are really hard because you form that connection and there's other people that are forming connections later on. And so I feel like, I don't know. I think he's a front runner, but I think it's really hard for him and that really showed this episode. Yeah. Um, so then Gabby gives the group date rose to Nate. Who we didn't see much of. The only thing I was thinking is like when they, she did mention when they were playing soccer with the kids, Nate's so good with the kids. Like that's the only thing I could think of of why she mm -hmm. gave it to him. Yeah. Same. Um, so, Abby, do you want to talk a little bit about the one-on-one -on -one dates then? Yeah, so Rachel and Avon, it's Avon, right? Avon. Avon. Okay, Avon. Um, so she goes into it wanting to, like, to make sure that her feelings are reciprocated because she's feeling um, a lot for him. And they start off with a carriage ride and they go to a chocolate store because, as she said, many times throughout this episode she loves chocolate um and then they're walking down and oh surprise there's people there that do bales that make bales um so she tries on the veil and they kiss yada yada um <laughs> but she said she says she's like i i can see a wedding in in their future so i think she's she's really into him mm -hmm. um but she really wanted, oh, and then they go to the top of some tower. I don't know what it was, but from the outside, it looked beautiful. But I don't think they named the name of the tower they that they were on top of. But um, it looked beautiful, though. It looked so pretty. And then um, at dinner, um, Ava, what's his name? Avon. Avon. I need to, like, make... You know how they're, the names or words are like pronunciated so you remember? That's what I need. <laughs> I need to write yeah. his name out like that. Um, but Avon expresses how he's looking for stability and s security because he kind of grew up like going back and forth between his mom and dad being a divorce, a, pro a product of divorce. And and he basically just had a phone relationship with his mom while he was growing up. They didn't become closer until later. Um, and he shows her this good luck bracelet that he received from his mom. It wasn't clear if he got it from her like right before he went on this show or if it was something he she gave him a while ago. Um, but whatever he was saying, she was touched by it and... Um, she gave him she, he did receive a rose i personally really like him i think he seems like very down to earth and sincere mm -hmm. and 
he's freaking hot as shit. So, uh, cause I don't like a lot of her guys, but the guy she has left, but I really like him. And then moving on to Gabby and Johnny, um, they go to a beer farm tasting, a beer farm where they do beer tasting. And apparently Johnny likes to drink because he, he loved that date. And then it moves on to a beer spa date. But I don't know. It, it was cute. It looked like they were having a lot of fun together. Um, I liked it when he, I guess she drank some. He's like, did you actually drink it? He's like, I didn't drink it. I spit it out. That can't be good for you. Oh yeah, in the um, bathtub. Yeah, in the bathtub <laughs> when they were in the bathtub. But I don't know. I thought they were cute together. I thought it was like really float. There, it flowed really well. Um, but they go to dinner, <coughs> and she's trying to get a deeper connection because she feels like it's just been like this surface level relationship. Um, and then they get into their deep talk, and they both discuss how, or he talks about how. You know, he's kept his guard up um, in past relationships. Like, when he's finally truly been himself. They leave, which I don't know if that, I don't think that was the best thing for him to say. Um, and just kind of how he lacks confidence because of that. Mm-hmm. And then they both talk about how they're, how they've dealt with depression and anxiety in their lives and how they've had to overcome that. And she does give him a rose. And I think it really came down to he, he showed the willingness to be vulnerable. So he is safe for this week. And I don't know. I thought both dates were just kind of, I honestly thought this episode was kind of boring as a whole. But both dates were cute, sweet. They worked out. So. Yeah, I mean, this episode was very very logan heavy so i think that's like i guess probably where part of that disconnect is with like this being i don't know this episode was just like kind of all over the place so i can i can see yeah what you're saying there at maybe um so after the group dates, the one-on-one dates, we have the cocktail party before the rose ceremony. Um, and this cocktail party was super weird, at least what they showed us, because we did not see Rachel and her guys at all. All we saw um, was Gabby and her guys and them talking about Shocker Logan. So um, we see Gabby, she gets Nate a gift of Belgium chocolate for him to give to his daughter. Um, normally bachelorettes and bachelors like leads don't don't usually get their contestants gifts. So this was like a very kind of special thing that happened um, on this episode. And um, then Gabby and Logan play the rock, paper, scissors, fish game. And I thought that that was super cute that um he wanted to incorporate part of her group date um into like their conversation since he didn't get to honestly I was really surprised that Logan didn't get a one-on-one date this week to be completely honest I feel like if she was gonna keep him 
Um, maybe we'll see it next week. But if she wants to build that connection and see if it's really there, I think that would have been the way um, to figure it out, to be completely honest. That's just my opinion. But I, I think Logan should have got a one-on-one -on -one date or he should next week because... I bet he's getting it next week. I, I, I bet you're right. He, I mean, he has to because she has to figure that out. He's so far behind some of the other connections that she has. So what's the point of keeping him around at all if she's not actually going to explore something with him? Right. Um, so heading into the rose ceremony, Johnny, Avon, Tino, and Nate already have roses. Um, they're waiting um, on a, a separate area of the boat to see who else comes down, who is safe with the rose. Um, Gabby has four roses this episode and Rachel has three. So Gabby has, um, Jason, Spencer, Eric, and Logan all get a rose. I think Gabby got an extra rose because of the Logan situation. And I think next week we'll see Gabby have one less rose than Rachel has and kind of even it out. Um, I hope so, because I wrote that down. I was going to ask y'all's opinion on that. If y'all thought, even though she got an extra guy, should she have gotten the four roses? Yeah, I think it'll even out next week. Okay. She has her guys that she wanted to save. She still has three and three. She just also has Logan. So I think next week we'll figure out if he um he stays or goes and then it'll be you know like the normal people if you will that would have been eliminated as far as her connection goes with them oh what if he gets a one-on-one -on -one date and then she sends him home on that and that evens out the roses then less oh. people will have it at the rose ceremony yeah but i think i think regardless like oh yeah you're right rachel okay. say this week that there's two weeks until hometowns so we have next week and the following week is hometowns. so i think they'll have four and four going into hometowns okay so i don't know which isn't that crazy that hometowns are already two weeks away kind of yeah it's going yeah, but i'm ready for it let's move this season along I know. Well, and then, and then the best part is yet to come. As soon as we get done with this season, we'll move right on to Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, which starts in September. So we just need to get these these episodes over with. So that I mean, I want to know who they end up with in the end. I really do. I hope for a love story for both of them. I think it would be absolutely crushing if one of them got engaged and the other one didn't. Um, that would be super sad. So I hope that doesn't happen. I hope they both find somebody. Um. And then I hope oh, we all of the characters, Hayden and Jacob and I don't know, like all the people that are, um, and I mean, if Logan doesn't win, Logan, and all the people that have been eliminated, we'll get to see them again in Paradise. But what's really interesting is that Paradise already filmed. So since Paradise is already filmed, even though it's not airing until after The Bachelorette, none of the girls that are in paradise will have seen this season of bachelorette before filming so all of these guys that however many of them end up in paradise none of the girls will have known anything about them what their edit was if they're ending up with a villain like they have no idea they just know 
what that person's potential redemption arc is on paradise I mean it's crazy but can you imagine like if you ended up engaged to one of these guys at the end of paradise and then you found out I mean I guess that kind of happened with Crystal and Chris didn't it I guess I don't know if you guys watched those seasons but I just I did yeah so I don't know it's just such an interesting dynamic that paradise films before this airs anyways um so rachel has those three roses um she gives them to zach tyler and ethan so there are three men going home at this rose ceremony which is michael mario and meatball the three m's so gabby has six people left and rachel has five so my guess is this next episode, Gabby eliminates two and Rachel eliminates one. Yeah, that would make sense. And then we have four and four heading into hometowns in two weeks, which is what I'm really excited for. I can't wait until we get to hometowns. I can't wait until we get to fantasy suites. And then there's that like boring week in between, but that's like meeting the parents or whatever. But then, and it's just like emotional and lovey-dovey, ooey-gooey stuff. But then right after that, we get the finale. And I just really hope they both get engaged in the end. Rachel is going to not be okay if Gabby gets engaged and she does it. (laughs) I, yeah, I agree. And I hope Gabby, I don't know, this whole thing is just... I can't imagine, I don't know. I can't imagine going through this process. These girls, more power to them. I think having two bachelorettes, I was so excited for it, but it went the opposite way that I thought it was gonna go and I ended up feeling really bad for both of them. So I I don't know, It's it's really interesting that we, started podcasting about the bachelor during this season when it's just such a weird season it's just so not the normal bachelorette um yeah well and how what do you think about that michelle this is your first season i mean it's just so dramatic every episode they're crying and it's just so dramatic I i don't know if it's always like this I mean, it's always dramatic, but like, I mean, you, you used to hear Chris Harrison say every season that it was the most dramatic season yet or the most dramatic season ever. It was like kind of their like thing that he would say every season. So, I mean, it's not like it's not dramatic. It definitely is, but this is like really over the top with having to seem happy. Yeah. They don't seem, that's what, that's what I mean. I just like, they don't, Rachel seems absolutely beyond miserable. No, she wants it. And Gabby seems super insecure, but then when she gets with the guys, like she kind of perks up a little bit and she, and, and she's kind of changes a little bit, but like, even when she's alone, she's like, I don't know if I'm good enough. Like every episode, she doesn't know if she's can be loved, if she's good enough, etc. cetera. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's like, they're kind of like both feeling really insecure. Yeah. It's sad. Well, I hope that they both find happiness in the end and do you have either of you before we get into our top moments any picks from this season um leave everybody on the table say that like nobody wins 
but like obviously somebody does, but leave everybody on the table from this season. Who do you want to see as your bachelor? I want to see Nate. Okay, I really think that before the reality Steve stuff that they would have picked Nate. Nate was by far like he's getting so much airtime. They like clearly love him. He has a great edit. I mean, what do you mean before the reality Steve Steve stuff? The stuff that was dropped yesterday about Nate. What? No, you haven't been in the group chat. Oh, I, ha- I haven't looked at the group shit. Okay, so yesterday, Reality Steve dropped some tea on um, on Nate, and it's not good. Uh, Michelle, do you want to talk about that a little bit? It's, oh God. I'm going to try my best, but it's kind of, like, it was, like, a complicated timeline, and this girl had, like, 40, like, I, not for nothing, like, not that I don't believe this girl, I 100% believe her, but like the 45 pictures with like dated timeline, like, it was a lot. <laughs> it was so a was lot. he dating so, like, somebody I, while he was on the show? No, not while he was on the show. He dated this girl and um, she didn't know that he had a kid for like a year and a half. And then there was some other girl that apparently there was like a couple month overlap between the two. And she didn't know he had a kid until she saw it on the show. Whoa. Whoa. He, was dating, he was dating them. He started woman number one. He started dating in January, 2020, and he was legally married until December, 2020. Never told her, never told her he had a kid. Um, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And then there's like all these t- time-stamped photos. Okay, here's when we went to Tulum. Here's when he met my family. Here's when I met his family. But this whole time, she doesn't know he had a kid. She doesn't know he like was seeing other people. She doesn't know that he was married for a certain point point of it. Um, she met his family, and his kid never came up. She met his t- brother. Was it a twin? Bro- is it a twin brother or is his brother? I don't. I don't know. There was so. There, Abby, it was so. You, you you need to take like twenty minutes, like in the morning when you have your coffee, and just scroll through it because there was so much. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. I'll do. Okay. We can. Do, okay. Fine. It's a lot. It's not like, it's nothing like, oh my God, he's like the worst person on earth. Like, it just was like weird. Like, why would you not tell this person you have a kid, but also keep like, maybe that's something you don't tell someone you like, that's a hookup that you're only going to date for a month, but it seemed Mm -hmm. like they were talking for over a year. Like it was just very odd. Yes. So yeah, it's not a good situation that's for sure but yeah so Abby what did you think we were talking about before we started recording when I was talking about Jenna Cooper Jenna Cooper (laughs) okay (laughs) well that's why I was talking about it is because I was saying that like I just take these things now with like a, a grain of salt because even though there are screenshots and things out there, and I'm sure he says he he spent four months vetting it, trying to make sure that pretty much the Jenna Cooper thing didn't happen again, but there are crazy people out there, and that Jenna Cooper thing ended up being not true. If anybody is listening to this, and you have, and you are just learning for the first time that the original Jenna Cooper story 
that broke up her and Jordan's engagement. If you if are just now hearing that that is false, then you need to go back and you need to listen to the Reality Steve podcast with Jenna Cooper, where she completely clears her name. So, it, and not just caused them to break up, but made her look like a horrible human. Yeah, well, and they were like the cutest couple in the world. Like I loved them as a couple. So it's just all around really sad that it ended up being some like fans that were um, like obsessed with him and wanted to break them up and they succeeded, which is really, really, really sad. So whenever I hear stuff like this, like you never know like what kind of jealous ex or vindictive person or crazy fan or, you know, like you just, you never know with those type of things. So I know Mike Fleece, the creator of The Bachelor has tweeted about it and said that, you know, like, there's two sides to every story. It's not what it seems. And I don't, I don't know what the story is, but I, I'm, I'm, I want him to either get eliminated or win so that he can talk about it. Cause right now he put out some kind of a statement saying that like, there's two sides of every story and that it's not true or something like that. But, um, I don't think he can really talk about it, talk about it until he gets eliminated or wins. So, which is also really crappy for like to put something out there knowing that like they can't respond because of their contract. Like that's really crappy, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's a lot, but yeah. So that's the, that's the juicy gossip. (laughs) we have in this episode I guess let's move on to our top moments of the episode after all that um Abby what were your top moments um mine oh so I know someone said that this was weird but I thought it was adorable when they're playing with these Belgium soccer kids and they're so good and they keep like negging them for those who don't know soccer, that's just a term where they make a move and kick the ball between someone's legs, but um, it's called nutmeg. But they're like, we decided the only way we could beat these kids was by picking them up. So I thought that was pretty cute. They started picking up the kids and and running with them. And then my other one was when Gabby gives Nate the souvenir for his daughter I thought that was so cute yeah that was sweet though I didn't feel like there were any just like huge like standout moments you know okay so I'm gonna say I I wrote this and then I like crossed it off because I always try to like narrow it down to two and when I'm taking my notes I'm I'm like typing as I'm watching and so I, I write all of the moments that I like, and then I try to cross them off and I cross this off, but because you kind of said it and then you were like, uh, whatever, after you said it, I'm just going to say it, but, um, okay. So during Avon and Rachel's date, um, Avon was like holding Rachel up and like pushing her up against the wall when they were making out. And I just, I thought that it was exactly what Rachel needed because it was like aggressive in this sweet, passionate way. And she was feeling so insecure before that date um, that I just really, I just thought that for Rachel in that moment, there was just so much passion there that I don't know. I mean, 
it was just I liked it I like a good makeout scene I guess <laughs> um but my other I'm I'm gonna say my other two because those are really my top moments and that is Avon giving Rachel the bracelet that his mom made for him to um, represent like strength and good vibes. I just thought that that was like the cutest, most romantic, sentimental. Like, I just, oh, he gave it to her. Yeah, for the rest of the for he's like, I thought you could have it for a while, and maybe it'll help turn your journey around. I guess I wasn't paying. I thought he was just showing it to her. He showed. Oh, it to I her love that. Gave it to her. Okay. Yeah. That was so cute. Oh, okay. And then my other moment is just that, like, I freaking love that Gabby talks about mental health so much and bettering herself, like, in multiple episodes. She talks about it almost every episode, and she did again in her one-on-one date with Johnny, and I just, it's just not something that you usually see on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Like, we don't really see those mental health talks, and I just love that Gabby's bringing that to the table because it's so real so many people deal with it I just I I love her for that so much that's a good one uh how about you Michelle um I like that little shy sweet Jason kissed Gabby in front of the other guys during the rock paper scissors I was like he's really putting himself out there for her he's so pure like I think he's my favorite I don't know I really like him I do too. I think that either Jason or Tino or Eric, those are my like top three for Rachel. And I think that one of them will win and the other two are going to be absolutely devastated. And if whoever is in her top two is going to be rocked, like, I think it's going to be like Blake Quartzman tears. Like it's going to be bad. Especially <laughs> if Tino doesn't win. If Tino doesn't win, he is going to, it's going to be bad. He's going to cry so hard. Um, yeah, well, that was kind of my other favorite moment is when Tino kind of confronted Rachel about like canceling the date and kind of held her feet to the fire about it and kind of made him her feel like a little bit guilty that she canceled the date. So that was my other one. Yeah, I had that on my list too, Michelle. Yeah, Michelle, you should go back and just like, I'm sure it's on YouTube. Just YouTube, Becca Kufrin's finale, like, Blake Hortzman crying after she doesn't pick him. I mean, the tears are, like, I think it's the most I've ever seen anybody cry, like, not getting picked to be the winner. Okay. It's, it's, it's intense. Um, okay, so that being said, what were your least favorite moments? Mine, um, Rachel canceling the date, which we already talked about. And then the other one I already talked about, too, is Eric. Eric seems to be cracking a little bit. I think he's getting way too frustrated with the process. Like, because there was a couple of things that happened that made me, that they showed Eric's reaction. He just didn't seem happy. So I don't know what's going to, I don't know. I think they're foreshadowing something with Eric. I don't know. They have such a good connection. I think he's a front runner. But I thought that before. Now I'm feeling like it's Tino and Jason. I just don't know. I don't know. Um, okay, so for my least favorite moments, um, I did not like that when the men were talking to Gabby um, at like their cocktail party that they said that they were cool with Logan pretty much being there. 
But then when they got back to talking with each other, nobody was cool with it at all. And everybody seemed super insecure about it, wondering like, I wonder um, what kind of connection she can have with him that would be the connections, you know, be more, um, be more than the connections that we have built with her in the past five weeks or whatever. And I don't know, I just, I didn't really, I really didn't like that they told her they were cool with it, but then they questioned her behind her back. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't really like that the dates on this episode were kind of all over the place. Um, instead of just having like one main activity and like then the dinner, the cocktail party, depending on if it was a group date or a one-on-one date. Um, instead they had like, um, soccer and waffles and like a million things in one day. And I just, I wish that we could have focused on one thing more. Um, but at the same time, it was really cool to see Belgium, which I think was probably the point. Yeah. So those were my least two favorite moments. What were your least two favorite moments, Abby? Mine was the group date being canceled we've already talked about that and then I mean it wasn't my least favorite but I thought it was so awkward and I know someone already said it was cute but (laughs) (laughs) the rock paper scissors fish game even though Logan wasn't there on the date he wanted to like play it with her but then she like slaps him like five times and his face was just like, I felt like in his head, he's like, why is this chick still hitting me? Like, it was just uncomfortable for me because he was like laughing, but I don't really thought think he thought it was that funny. <laughs> yeah. He was the one that brought out the fish. It was his. And, and she, what was gonna happen. she took advantage of that opportunity well and maybe she just wanted to slap him for not telling her to begin with that he was into her you know I had a a lot of weird things about Gabby this episode like I felt bad for Michael and Mario I really liked Mario and it's kind of like it was just obvious like obviously she just did not feel a connection with them at at all well even though Mario got the first impression rose because Yes, I get maybe she wants to see if there's something there with Logan, but to drop the two other guys for him, then she just wasn't feeling it with them. Okay, so to jump to our MVP and our LVP, I had Mario as my LVP because he got the first impression rose and he got eliminated. And it's just like kind of a thing with a bachelor bachelorette that the first impression rose usually goes really far there was like several seasons in a row that the first impression rose ended up being the winner so um I really didn't have a big LVP this weekend there this week there wasn't like a huge person that stood out to me at like some weeks that's like oh my god this person sucks everybody I mean I I even commend Logan for the way that he went about everything and he was clearly like the star of the show this episode So for me, my LVP was Mario because he was the first impression rose. And for whatever reason, in the last five weeks, he just didn't step up to make that connection with Gabby. Um, And then my MVP was Avon because of the bracelet. I thought that that was 
the most adorable thing in the world. That was a good moment. Yeah. Um, I had Logan as my MVP, not because I particularly like him, but because the whole episode revolved around him. It was all about him. It was the Logan show. He got his name out there. He was the MVP for me. And then my LVP, I already said, Eric, I think is kind of getting frustrated with this process, but you know what, what also sucks? I think the editing sucks so bad for like the people who are getting eliminated. Like I knew the whole episode. I'm like, Michael and Mario are not making it just by the way it was edited. I'm like, and Meatball and Ethan are in trouble. I just could tell by the, the editing. It's like they give them no screen time. They give them like nothing. And maybe there's nothing to show and that's why it is. But yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, Michael has gotten like next to no screen time. So it was a huge shocker there. Um, yeah. Abby, who was your MVP and LVP? Okay, so my MVP was Logan um, for the exact same reason Michelle said. Michelle said. And again, I'm not like big team Logan but he dominated that episode um and then my LVP MVP and LVP is just if you're a good reality tv personality and Logan was that this episode yeah he definitely was um and then my LVP because nobody really stood out to me for the LVP mm-hmm. but I'm going with Gabby because and I love Gabby. She's my favorite out of the two bachelorettes. But if she says the word, yeah, one more time. Did you see the video? You need to look up bachelor data because one of the things that they did this week literally was um, was that she counted the amount of times Gabby has said, yeah. That is, I started tallying, tallying, tallying it, whatever. I started making those little tally marks. Check out Bachelor Data because it is there. But it's a video, so it's not, if it was a graphic, then I would just look it up. But it's a video, so I'm not going to, like, play that and figure it out. She just nods her, she just nods her head and goes, yeah. 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 Over and over and over again. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. yeah. But no, okay, good. I'm glad someone else caught that and agrees with me because that was driving me crazy. Okay. I might, um, I wonder if bachelor data has a Twitter. If they do, then I will retweet this because it's so funny. Or maybe if I can, I'll put it on our, our, um, Instagram story, but yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. Well, right into our F Boy Island um, analysis, then, if you two don't have anything else you would like to say about The Bachelorette. Nope. No. No? Nope. That's about it. Okay, Abby, I know that you are super into this season of F Boy Island. Do you want to get us started on talking about what we see in the very beginning? Okay. So, well, it starts off in Limbro and Garrett's. Like Kate, my boy, my boy Casey needs my help. Um, I don't know. This whole thing is so cheesy. But Garrett shows up at the mansion. I couldn't tell if it was the girl's house or the guy's house. I'm just guessing the guy's the guy's house. And he just straight up like walks up to Casey. Casey is like a little schoolgirl and like so excited to see him. And they go on this stupid mandate on the beach. 
where they follow the mandate. Oh, they're feeding each other grapes. I don't even know what's going on. But Casey does tell him that he really is a nice guy now. And he's really into this girl, Tamaris. And Garrett seems happy for him. Um, he's like, well, l- let's go back to the house. Let's go back to the house and, and talk to them. Garrett comes back, goes back to the house, doesn't say a word to the guys. All the guys are kind of pissed. Like, he just walks in here like mm-hmm. he's been living here and doesn't say a word to any of us. But he does go up to the girls to introduce himself. And I freaking love Louise because she said it not once, but like on like two different occasions. Like she was so upset and like red flag for her that he did not make eye contact and they shook hands. And I love that. She's like, he didn't even make eye contact with me. Um, and Mia then asked him, she asked him about Peter, like what his feelings are. And he's like, I'll show you what my feelings are. And he, I don't know, starts yelling for, for Pete, Pete, Pete. They get into it. He calls Peter snake. And Peter's like, how do you know that? I was only here for one episode last season. Right. <laughs> um, and then once again, Mia pulls Peter away and protects little Peter um, she steps in and whatever pulls him away from that. And then freaking poor Tom, like Garrett attacks poor Tom. He's mm-hmm. about saying Tamaris is falling for, or he's falling for Tamaris. He's like, that's the oldest trick in the book. Um, Tamaris and, and Casey go off and she's, basically calling him out like that's not a good look for you and she doesn't want the drama she's not happy with them but after about two minutes she's straddling him making out so I guess she wasn't that mad at him and that was an intense makeout session <laughs> yeah. yeah so but anyways the girls were kind of like okay he comes in causes this like shit storm and then leaves I personally thought it was all pretty dumb but I guess they had to get the ultimate fuck boy the more camera time. So yeah. And then it leads into the one-on-one dates. Yeah. So we didn't have a group date this episode, or at least not one that we saw, which is the first episode that we haven't seen a group thing, which was interesting. I thought, um, so on the dates we have, Tamaris picks Aaron, which I thought was an interesting choice because we haven't seen a whole lot of Aaron, but I think that's kind of why she chose him is because she was interested in him and she just wanted to know if that connection was there. Um, But this is hilarious because they like literally don't even show their date. They have like a black screen with white letters that says, we were going to show you more of Tamaris and Aaron's date, but it was so boring that like, here's the next thing basically. Um... So we see that Louise and Mercedes go on their second date and what they're doing is body casting. So they get there and Louise says, um, what part of my body do you want to make like a body casting of? And he's like, um, I'll do your butt. And she says, okay, I'm going to do your dick. (laughs) And then she goes, no, I'll just do your butt too. 
But it was so <laughs> funny because I just thought it was hilarious. I thought that was hysterical. I'm really liking Louise. Yeah, she's funny. And I did it because so y'all know this is the second time I'm watching it because I started binging it mm-hmm. and now I've been re-watching it to take notes and it's been the first time I watched it I still wasn't a huge fan of hers but as I'm re-watching it and taking notes I'm noticing how freaking funny she is just like very subtly funny yeah so I'm I she was probably my third favorite the first time I watched it and as I'm re-watching I'm like oh she's funny yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I can agree with that I think Louise is really funny too um so they both are like all feeling up on each other's butts and overall they have like a pretty cute date. So then we get to Mia and Dwayne's wait date. And um so they go on this like little almost like a ripcord, but it's not a ripcord, it's like a swing. It's just this like I don't know, but they go over a canyon and they like have this like drastic drop type of thing um he's clearly scared to do it but he does it anyways and he's trying really hard and he's so nice to her and he's constantly complimenting her um but she's not having it she feels like he's more of a friend and and she has him in the friend zone after this date which i think is really sad because he's clearly a nice guy but i mean if you're not feeling it you're not feeling it so Unfortunately, poor D- poor Dwayne not looking not looking good for him after the dates. Mm-hmm. Um, so Michelle, do you want to talk about the bottom two guys in the elimination? Yeah. So for the bottom two, Mia puts Dwayne and Peter. Like we said, Dwayne kind of got put in the friend zone, and I feel really bad for him because he seems so sweet. Like, uh, like. I can tell he has good intentions, but he just doesn't have any game. And I think that's what's kind of the disconnect there. Um, and then Peter, she wants more from him. Um, it seems like he's like causing all this drama and she's always chasing after him and like making sure he's okay. So she kind of wants him to step up for her. So that's her bottom two. Tamaris put Nico in her bottom two. Um, she's kind of still not so happy about the whole situation where, um, Nico was present for Kylan talking about Louise behind her back and how he, and Nico kind of had Kylan's back in that situation. Um, and then Tamara's put Aaron, which was the guy she went on the date with that we didn't get to see, um, because she doesn't really know who he is and she's confused by him. And I think we're all just, we don't, none of us know who he is. He really had no screen time. And then Louise's bottom two is Nick. Um, if she doesn't know who Aaron is after a one-on-one date, she's never going to know who he is. That's very, it must have been really boring. <laughs> I can't imagine. I don't know. Um, Louise had Nick in her bottom two. Like, and in, earlier in the episode, they had shown Nick and her like talking at the, the, I don't know if it's called the cocktail party or whatever, when they're all hanging out. And Nick was like talking about his plants and crystals. And and it just was like, you could tell she was like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Um, So even she even references like he has these weird conversations and he he feels like her science teacher at times. Um, And then Austin and Austin. 
can I just, sorry, interrupt that because I thought that conversation was so funny and I wrote down verbatim what she said. And this is another funny, subtle, like Luis quote. She's like, it's not that I didn't care what we were talking about. It's just that I wanted to talk about something else. (laughs) That was funny. And there was one point when he was talking about the crystals and he's like going on about crystals. She goes, crystals? Like, it was just, (laughs) she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, I think you're right, Abby. I think she is low key kind of funny. So that's a good point. Um, And then her other person in the bottom two is Austin. Austin is the guy who ratted out Kylan to her. But Luis feels like uh, Austin, okay, he did help her, but he might just be there for the drama and not really there for her. Mm-hmm. So that's the bottom two. And then we get to the eliminations. Mia chooses to eliminate Dwayne. Tamaris chooses to eliminate Nico, um, which actually that would surprise me that she picked to eliminate him. I think if he wouldn't have got so drunk before the elimination ceremony and started talking all that nonsense that he wouldn't have gone home. But I, I yeah, he definitely shot himself in the foot. Yeah, he, it was like he was like in a small hole. Like I know that she didn't appreciate the Kylan stuff, but like had he come back this episode and had, you know, like I'm sorry about that. It wasn't what um I thought it was. I was completely shocked that he was an F boy. Like if if like he would have had a conversation like that to like save himself, like my com- my connection with you is so real. I wouldn't want to ruin that then I think it would have been a different story for him. But he got so drunk when it was time to talk to them during basically their cocktail party that he just, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So she chooses Nico to go and then Louise chooses Austin to go. So then we get the reveal. We found out Dwayne was a nice guy, which we kind of knew. He just, she just came across like that to me. Nico, we found out, was a nice guy. I could have gone either way with him. I, I, I wasn't sure what he was. And then Austin was an F-boy. And then Austin, on his way out, is trying to out Benedict. Um, and he kind of says, I've been in the house with this guy, and Benedict is an F-boy. But it was kind of sweet because both Nico and Danny kind of defend Benedict and say, oh, this guy's only been here for five days. He doesn't know anything whatever so then the host nikki makes a mention that mia has eliminated five nice guys and one f boy and that just i think sent mia on a spiral because after that that's when she needs the medical intervention right because she's having a panic attack yeah so the episode kind of ends with that panic attack situation and Danny coming to her rescue a little bit, which I thought was sweet. I was kind of shocked about um, Nico. I thought he was a, a F boy. After right? I, I always liked Nico, and after I found out he was a nice guy, I just really wish that that drunken moment or like night wouldn't have happened because him and Tamaris's date was so cute when they had their one-on-one date. I really liked them together. Um, so I was I'm sad to see him go personally. Yeah. So now we're left with nine nice guys and nine F boys. I don't know how that worked out, but it just happened to work out, um, which is probably a good thing. And um, 
Yeah, we'll see where it goes from here. Um, what were your top two moments of the episode, Michelle? Uh, my top two moments, um, I liked, I actually liked Brayden's little rap, um, but my favorite part was when Mia's like, I asked him for a copy of it, and then she pointed out that he spelled decision wrong. That just made me laugh. That was funny. Um, and then the other thing I thought was incredible was Mercedes' face when Austin called out Benedict during the elimination and saying Austin thought Benedict was an F-boy. Mercedes looked so gleeful and happy and just elated because it was like another strike against Benedict and another plus in his column. And then I think he even says to Benedict, like, yo, I didn't tell him to do that. But his face, he, you could tell he was just thrilled it happened. Yeah, for sure. How about you, Abby? What were your um, top two moments of the episode? Abby? Abby? Okay. I'm not sure. I'll move on and I'll say mine. Um, so my top two moments of the episode. Okay. So, um, I'm sorry. I know that this is probably an unpopular opinion, but Garrett is such good TV. He, like, I think Louis said he's literally in the house for like 15 minutes and he stirred stuff up. Um, yeah. I, I love that he called out Peter and I love that. Honestly, I don't know if that like really affected Mia's decision with him being in the bottom two. Um, but I think that it could have. Um, so I, I love that he called out Peter, especially because there's like actual beef between them. So I don't know. I just thought that it was, um, such a great TV moment, um, that like, fight between those two I I'm I'm glad that Garrett came back for that because I think that um Mia needed to see something about Peter and then I also think that she needed to see it within herself of like how like she even says like I'm always like even when she he was with Garrett like I was right there I was by his side so I think like that realization for her was also really big um so just all in all that moment was I I really liked besides I didn't like at all that he called out Tom. Um, he doesn't know Tom. Tom wasn't in it. It was just something that he said. And that's weird. I, I didn't like that. But I really liked him confronting Peter. Um, and then that like rap poem thing, it seemed like more of a poem than a rap to me. But I think Brayden is a rapper. Um, for Mia, I thought that that was super cute. And um, that was definitely, definitely one of my favorite moments for sure. Yeah, that was cute. Um, should we do least favorite or Abby? Are you back? Let's do least favorite then. Okay. Um, so my least favorite moments, we already, we already talked about this, but Nico's apology to Tamaris, he was way too drunk. It did not go over well and he got himself eliminated. Just stupid. Um, and then I, I'm totally opposite of you, uh, Christina. I could stand um, Garrett coming to the house and stirring up drama. I just thought it was kind of forced. Um, so I didn't really like, okay, so I wrote this as one of my least favorite moments. There were aspects of it that I didn't like. I really didn't like Garrett referring to Casey as his greatest protege. Um, I thought that that was, Garrett is giving himself way too much credit. Plus, 
Garrett, like you are an F boy, you still are an F boy, and you are literally like the king of limbro. Like you, you are an F boy. And Casey, he split the money with CJ last season. He seems to be really trying with Tamaris, and I just. I don't know. I did not like him referring to Casey as his greatest protege at all. Um, yeah, but then, and then my second least favorite moment was Dwayne jumping in and rapping for like that rap battle after Brandon does. Um, I'm glad that he messed up his lyrics and that he failed because that was a great moment for Brayden and he was clearly just trying to like steal the thunder. And I just, I was not a fan of that at all. Yeah. I wish he had done it on his own time, like privately. Yeah. I agree. Uh, okay. So I, because it tied in with Abby's LVP, uh, or not LVP, but worst moment last episode, I jumped straight to LVP and I forgot to talk about our best dress for Bachelorette. So do you want to do our best dress for both Bachelorette and um, FBoy Island now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, so my best dress for Bachelorette was um, Rachel in her at her like group date cocktail party dress it was this black dress that had um this like silver shimmery um top that kind of went over one shoulder and like onto her like chest area and i just really i loved that dress i thought it looked great on her i thought that she just looked so beautiful um and then um my best I love that dress too I thought that was really nice I just yeah I and there were like some really good dresses I thought that episode too I really also liked the um uh the two rose ceremony dresses that both of the girls wore so I there was some I really liked some of their outfits um on the bachelorette um as far as FWA Island goes, I put the elimination dress that Tamaris wore. It was black and it had um, this like kind of floral with like, I guess I am not sure if it was silver, or if it was gold looking back, but like um, kind of like flower line work on the top. And then it had a bit of a midriff but it was still like connected on one side and it had like slits down the side. And I just, I really liked that dress. I, I thought that it was um, beautiful. I have to go back and look. I don't remember that one. I'm going to have to go look. I thought it was super pretty, but you wrote in another elimination dress. So clearly the other one stood out to you. What was your best dressed? Oh, I had, um, Nikki, the host, hot pink strapless dress. I thought that color for her was really pretty. I like that. I, I thought so too. And I loved the, um, the like turquoisey green, um, like eyeshadow eyeliner that she yes. had on. Like, yes. I thought it all looked so good together. And I love like a green with a pink. I think, I mean, those colors just complement each other so well. So I agree. That was a great outfit. Yeah, you're right about the makeup. I'm glad you said that because I noticed that you're absolutely right. Um, and then for Bachelorette, I think I'm realizing I like the girls' more casual outfits. 
um, because they seem attainable to me. I'm like, oh, I could get something like that and actually wear it because when am I going to ever be wearing some of these gowns that they wear? Um, so I really liked um, Gabby's when Logan came to her room, she was wearing like this really nice cream sweater with a turtleneck. It was really nice. I thought it was cute. So that was mine for Bachelorette. Nice. I like that too. That was, and I love that you didn't choose a dress. Yeah. <laughs> Abby, are you back? Yeah, I am. Okay. So what were your um, moments for the episode for... FY Island. Okay. My favorite moments were um, when Mia and Dwayne were on their date and he just kept talking, talking, talking. And she's like, since he won't stop talking, I'm just going to go ahead and make him scream like a little bitch. And she pointed over to what they would, what we're going to be doing. But I just love it that she, she does like every day she does like an adrenaline mm-hmm. thing and all, every guy is scared and she's just like having the time of her life. I think I've mentioned that before, but I love that she, that she likes that kind of stuff and that the boys are all scared. Um, and then my other favorite moment was once again, like Nikki coming to the house to talk to the girls because we learned what the word chuckle fuckers were. And confuzzled. And confuzzled. Yeah, I wrote that down too when Mia said confuzzled. And um, for those that don't know, it's confused and fucked up all in one word. Yeah. <laughs> and, and chuckle fuckers are basically comedian groupies. <laughs> and they asked her about her experience with that. And she's like, oh, no, it's different for us. Men don't like us because we talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then she's looking down the hot tub where they're, or pool where they have like their legs. And she's like, is that my spray pan? Spray tan. And Luis does another funny comp. She's like, it's okay. Just mark your territory. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cute. And then my worst moments were Dwayne when he's trying to do his poem and he forgets all the lines and it was just it was my worst moment because I felt so bad for him because I feel like he was so sweet and he just he just couldn't he just couldn't get out of that that friend zone yeah um but that was also like oh god that was that was painful to watch Mm -hmm. um and then my other worst moment was I feel like I'm just like a broken record but Mia going over there to calm Peter down like I'm like he's a grown-ass man just let him do his thing yeah stop coddling him and catering to him yeah I agree so another thing that I was saying is that um on Bachelorette I kind of jumped from since it my LVP tied in with one of your least favorite moments Abby I forgot to talk about best dressed. So do you want to say who your best dressed was for um, both F-Boy Island and Bachelorette? Yeah. So for Bachelorette, it was um, um, Gabby's black outfit on her group date. Okay. I loved, I loved her rose ceremony dress too. Um, but I loved her, her group. I wrote the details 
of it, but it was like that. It was like a black, like long sleeve, but it had like a cutout in the center. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just thought she looked amazing in that. And then for F Boy Island, it was. But I did jump back on in time to hear Michelle talk about Nikki's, and that was up there too. I was si- deciding what between was the two. Huh? What was yours? I'm. I. Mine was Luisa's. Oh, the red dress. The red dress. I went back and forth between Luisa's red dress and Tamaris's black elimination dress. And I was going back and forth between Luisa's and Nikki's elimination yeah. dress. <laughs> They all looked good. Well, okay, awesome. So who was your MVP and your LVP then? Um, of F-Boy, we got, we got onto F-Boy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's what we were talking about. Okay. Um, my, I'm having to turn the pages. Um, my LVP was Nico. Because I, he just screwed it up so bad. Mm-hmm. His talk with her and I, I, that just made everything super awkward. I think that's why he went home. So that was my LVP. And then my MVP. I don't know. I kind of, again, like nobody like really stuck, stuck out. But I love Benedict's rap slash point tour and he kind of really stood out in that moment when he performed that song to that song for her Brayden Brayden what did I say I said Benedict Mm -hmm. I meant Brayden okay that's a good one that's a really good one I put Mercedes for my MVP just because he's the first person to get a second date and their date seems to be have gone well so I put Mercedes as my MVP and I put Austin as my LVP because he called out Benedict and when they like asked him about his reasoning he was just like pretty much like "Mm, vibes I got in the house it wasn't like anything anybody said or anything that he knew was factual he just like thinks that Benedict is an f-boy so that's stupid Austin's just a loser (laughs) my LVP was Austin yeah uh, my for my MVP, I put Danny because he went to go to Mia when she was like having her panic attack at the end of the episode. Um, so that stood out to me. And then my LVP, I put Nico because he like totally eliminated himself. He could have prevented that. I agree. Oh, that's so sad. Poor Nico. Oh, and you were a nice guy, so we won't even get to see you in Limbro. How sad. Um, okay, so are there any any last things that either of you want to say about either of these two episodes before we sign off here? I don't um, think so. No, I think we covered it. Okay, well, thank you everyone so much for tuning in. And with that, F-boy, F-bye. <laughs>